Welcome to episode 19 of Game Dev with a Shot of Jameson. My name is Jameson Doral, and I'm a game designer with 20 years of experience, and I like to help people learn more about the video games industry. Today we have Kenny Schwarz joining us. He's a producer at Pipework Studios. We dig deep into his work there, and also the time we worked together at Deep Silver Volition, where I had one of my more embarrassing moments at a launch party. Don't forget, you can join the conversation live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv forward slash Jameson Doral. There's a link in the show notes if you want to come and get your questions answered live next time. But for now, let's get this episode started. All right. Why don't we have you go ahead and tell us a little bit about kind of your, your career overall um, and just kind of give us an overview, you know, talk to us about, you know, where, you, where your start was and all that stuff. And then, then we can start digging into a little bit of specifics and then also take questions from the chat. How's that sound? Sounds good. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Not used to drinking whiskey right at four o'clock here in <laughs> Eugene, Oregon. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, first time for everything. I'm sure it's not the first time either. That's uh, right. So I got my start at, at Volition. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, we were roommates at the University of Illinois uh, in Champaign-Urbana. And he was working there. And... They needed temp testers for Saints Row 1, so I ended up hopping on that uh, temp tester train. Um, was there for a couple months, kind of eyeballing where, you know, I thought I might best fit. You know, I was either going to do that job or go work at the summer camp that I worked at for about 10 summers, uh, doing various random jobs. Best job in the world, being water ski instructor at a summer camp. That's highly right. recommend it. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not really a career. So I had to make a hard choice and say, not this year. Sorry, I see a career opportunity here. And uh, I was considering design for various reasons. Um, seemed like what was more up my alley than the other disciplines as well as production kind of went between the two. But in the end, I think my skill set lent more toward the production side. So that's what I ended up kind of pursuing more fully. Uh, don't want to, you know, be trying to do too many things and, you know, distracting myself from being the best producer I can be versus, you know, the best designer I can be and so on and so forth. Uh, so the opportunity hit, I got, uh, uh, an opportunity to become an associate producer at Volition um, on Saints Row the Third. So I was in QA for the end of Saints Row 1, Saints Row 2, I was the QA lead on, uh, and then AP. Uh, had a little hiccup with the THQ layoffs, which Jameson has told stories about on the channel. <laughs> uh, oh man, I still, I still think about that every time that, that I think about you. And, uh, oh no! They, they, I was not <laughs> upset or offended or anything. I was just like, okay, you know, like we didn't work together too much That's prior true. to that, so you didn't really know me, you know. That was after the third. Is that when that happened? That was the middle of the third. Middle of okay. I couldn't remember. They brought me back uh, to wrap up uh, Saints Row the Third. Okay, uh, yeah, which was great. I wish I had known that it was just a summer off. That's the best. <laughs> That's if the you best. know, if you know, it's a summer off. Right, it's the best. Right. Uh, <laughs> You know, but I had a good time. I, I ended up going back up to the summer camp, like I said, even helping out for a couple of weeks, getting my, you know, ski instructor Phil back in because uh, I, you know, stay in touch with them. Um, and then 
we were working on Agents of Mayhem. Studio is kind of going through some changes uh, at Volition. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't working on the Saints Row title. We were like THQ had gone through the bankruptcy, um, and you know they they had moved from a lead structure down to a flattened structure. So I uh, <laughs> was like, I'm not really feeling this. You know, a lot of a lot of people that. I really liked started going other places you know some people were sticking around um i had mixed feelings on the product at the time uh not that i didn't think it could be great but you know a whole mix of things kind of made me want to not necessarily be at volition anymore so kind of made the split there talked to some people who uh had come out to pipeworks here in eugene uh and they they loved it uh one of the big things is you know they have a strong work-life balance which is very important for me i like the outdoors uh just kind of wanted to change the scenery from the sea of corn and soy that is champagne urbana there's not great and wonderful things about champagne urbana i miss it immensely for a lot of reasons uh i can get into that later if people want uh it's it's a cool place um and then uh, yeah, so I came out here as a lead tester because that was the opening that they had, but kind of talked with them and they were like, okay, well, when an opportunity comes up, like you're at the top of our list. So, you know, lead tester was fine. It, it was a better quality of life for me down out here. I guess it's more over here than up or down. Um, <laughs> and haven't looked back and I am now uh, an AP at uh pipeworks and i have been here for about five years so total i would say about 15 years in the game industry working on a variety of titles saints row uh one two three four a little bit of get out of hell uh tested on terraria the ports over the console which is a whole interesting beast um did a educational mmo with age of learning called adventure academy um which is kind of a cool little experience and kind of offsets my uh, my feelings toward working on Saints Row and the contributions to society that it may or may not uh, have, <laughs> for better or worse. I love Saints Row, uh, but it's not meant for everybody. It is not. Um, it is, and not. that's okay. That's that's it's it's a product. Entertainment is like that, right? Uh, yeah. So now I'm out here, and I love Oregon. It's an amazing place. Nice. I, I keep meaning to visit. I need to... You're, are you in Eugene? Is that right? Yeah. So Eugene is very similar to like where Champaign-Urbana was in relation to uh, Chicago. You know, two hours just south. Okay. And straight drive. You know, but, you know, the difference is I'm surrounded by... Like, there's a valley to the north that goes straight up to Portland. And then there's just mountains that kind of go around us, which is great and then That's the coast awesome. is less than an hour away the deserts you know a couple hours away crater lake national parks a couple hours away and it's it's incredible that's great man i didn't realize you've been out there for five years already that's crazy yeah it's it's been flying by so wait you know? so you left you left before right before i left volition then i didn't really i, was, mm-hmm. I guess I, I forgot the time frame there i was thinking you were still yeah. there when i left okay yeah, I got out here like January 3rd, so that was a, a fun winter drive out here. Ugh. Actually, it was uneventful. Like, it, it was the best five-day solo journey across the country that I could imagine. <laughs> so the chat is, at this point, mostly talking about the fact that they miss skiing. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Me too. I, miss, I 
I haven't gone skiing since I've moved out here. So I, I get it. Like it is, it is food for the soul. Uh, for those of you that love it, you know what I'm talking about. And it's, it's water skiing, um, that I'm referencing wakeboarding, uh, you know, teaching kids was super fun too. Um, I'm trying to keep an eye on chat, but it's hard. Oh no, you're uh, fine. I'll it's, handle it's delayed that. Don't and everything, worry. So don't worry. I got you. <laughs> um, cool. And, uh, yeah, so I miss it. It's food of the soul. Uh, snow skiing is available out here a little bit more readily accessible because you don't need a friend with a boat or rent a boat. Like the, you know, that cost of entry is crazy. Yeah. Um, I miss yeah. snow skiing personally. Like I haven't done that in about five years now. And that was something that I, I started doing it like eight years ago, did it for three years a lot and then moved away and haven't been back. There's not much of that in Florida apparently. So. Yeah. <laughs> I see somebody asked about AP on Saints Row 2. That's a good point. Uh, for the DLC, I was an AP. See, I can sort of keep track. Nice. <laughs> so um, also it sounds like uh, a couple of people applied recently. Sounds like you guys have an AP position open at Bipworks. I, I know that we were hiring one for a sub studio of ours that I can't talk much about sure. for various reasons. Mostly that I just yeah. don't know enough about it to talk about it. Yeah, definitely um, don't talk about anything that you are not comfortable oh, talking I, about. So absolutely, <laughs> yeah. you guys, um, as good as anybody else that's under an NDA, right? Um, which we've got plenty. Uh, there is at least one AP position. But, you know, the, the trick is we have an assistant producer level and then we have an associate producer level and we try to keep uh, associate producers or people who have like a little bit more direct experience. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's kind of a high bar to get in um, at that level. And yeah. that's kind of what we're looking for. So, by, but by all means, apply. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to be in the same boat that you were prior to applying. Um, it's no harm, you know, you're showing interest. How, um, so this is something that, that I see in varying degrees across the industry and how, how does your studio approach whenever someone applies and the applicant isn't quite what you're looking for? Do you guys give feedback like that or, or do you just kind of give it, it a straight rejection? It's going to depend on how far you get into the process. Okay. Uh, you know, um, I'm, I've been through some terrible interview process where, you know, you don't get somebody that contacts you. They're not like reciprocating the, the reach out that you're giving them. Um, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm interested in this position. You know, I've gotten to step two or step three, and then you kind of get silenced. And I, me personally, I strongly dislike that. You know, if I've gotten that far into an interview, I think I'd, at least deserve a little bit more attention or respect. I'm not like, you know, I have, I've, I've gotten that far in the interview. Right. right. And, I, I, and I want to respect other people uh, at that same level. Uh, and so, you know, I, if I interview somebody, I strongly encourage them to reach out and, you know, if they haven't heard anything within a week, they should reach out directly to the people that interviewed them. Um, and usually we're pretty open about that when we get to that stage of the interview stuff. I don't know what it's like. Uh, prior to that but if i do have feedback for somebody like hey you know you should focus on this or focus on that or like i really thought this was strong like you should continue pursuing things of that nature you know uh you know getting certifications like you know pmp uh certification going through the pmi stuff 
it, it you know it's just letters you know that you're adding on to your your name and yeah. resume but it goes a long way in like getting you like through some doors that might have been closed if you didn't go through it um you know working on like game jams and just being involved in the game dev community because there probably is one nearby if you're in a fairly reasonable sized city like eugene has a ton it's a college town you know university mm. of oregon's here um okay. 160,000 people um you keep moving yeah, to so, college towns man like <laughs> and it, it's even it's even funnier than that it's it's uh <laughs> the 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 college town is also like a sister city so it's not like uiuc spanned urbana champaign but University of Oregon is like right on the border of Eugene Springfield, um, which is like, you know, same kind of weird, <laughs> just like there. you know, like it's so it's so weird. The similarities like it kind of blows my mind sometimes. Uh, it's a lot bigger of a city. Um, and yeah. Uh, so for those that don't know what kind of what we're referencing, when we were at at Volition, we were in Champaign, Illinois, and Urbana, Illinois is is so is so close to it that actually you can't tell where one stops and the other begins. And the university is in both. Yeah. Oh, is I didn't realize that. So it is across. That's both. why it's University okay. of Illinois, Urbana, Champaign. Gotcha. Yeah. And so it's like two cities together. The university. Yeah, I didn't realize it spanned both. And and it's a uh, it's just like it was an interesting and unique kind of situation. But there's it's the main campus for Illinois, and so there was like a lot of college students. We always look forward to summer because that's when we could go to restaurants and not have huge crowds, which was nice. Uh, but now you're doing and, that again. So, <laughs> and downtown uh, Champaign is fantastic. Oh, uh, downtown so Urbana is all right. There's some really great restaurants. I don't know if they're still there. I know a couple places have closed. The probably the biggest thing I miss about Champaign, other than the people, love the people. But yep. a lot of people have moved. You. For example, have That's moved. Right. I'm gone to the opposite corner of the country. So thanks. Makes me feel good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we, we literally separated and went opposite ways. <laughs> I know, I know. That's all right, though. You know, we got to spread our our greatness across there the you country. Go. That's how That's we do right. it. Um, the softball program and the sports programs in the park district. Oh my god. I miss them so much. Oh, it's not good it's, there. It's nothing like it's so bad here, but that's a whole other story that has nothing to do with game dev. Well, so, so but I actually did want to mention this a little bit because you mentioned before that like, so let me, let me recap that interaction that we were talking about earlier. Uh, just so for the people that, that don't know. So here, here's what happened. We were at a launch party. I think it, it was the launch party was for RFA, right? For Red Faction Armageddon, I think. Yeah. Yep. And um, so what, and I yeah. saw Kenny at the party and I was like, Hey man, what are you working on now? What I did not know at that time was he was part of the layoff that we had. So and like the layoff that happened like, <laughs> two weeks prior so right. it's still pretty fresh it had just happened right and so i'm like oh like and he's like well actually you know i was kind of i was i was like i'm like no like i'm so sorry like i think about that every time like every time that i think of you i think of that because i felt so bad but like oh, you dude, said like, no worries but like we didn't know each other then right like we hadn't worked worked together yet um and but the reason i, I wanted to mention the other thing is because where you and i became friends is is through softball and volleyball Right. Like that's, you know, we, yeah, you know, we were, definitely. we were doing those two things a lot together. And like, that was, and I want to mention that because like, like people connect through life, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you, you, and whenever people talk a lot about how like, Hey, 
you know, how do I, you know, how do I meet people? Um, how do I get advance my career? Like it, friendships is the kind of thing that, that really starts to do that for you. Right. And like, we haven't yeah. seen each other physically in like five years, but now here we talk and it's like, we, you know, we just seen each other the other day, right? Like it's like, it's that kind of thing, which is crazy, but also super cool. And those kind of things happen all the time in this industry. Like when you make a connection with someone, you think of that person, a job opportunity comes up. You think of that person, that stuff happens all the time in this industry, like all the time. So when you went, when you went out there, did you say there was someone at that company that, that you knew or how, like, how, how yeah. was, uh, so Sean Kennedy, one of the other oh, yep. producers that you've worked with, yep. uh, is out here and okay. he had a lot of good things. And then, uh, uh, Razor Rodriguez from QA, um, he he also worked at Volition. We worked together, so uh, yeah, they they loved it, and they're they're as honest as guys as you can imagine. So yeah, you know, I I asked them a lot of questions about it and made sure it was going to be the right fit, and you know, they they sold me on it, and you know, I I don't want to be in a huge city, I don't want to be in a tiny tiny town or at a small studio. So this this fits like kind of right in the middle. A lot of opportunities to work on a total wide variety of projects you know we have a team that works on uh that worked on the last madden um oh. we do a lot of contract work you know like i said i worked on the adventure academy uh mmo uh which is a children's educational mmo um we worked on terraria we uh did an original ip called prominence poker when we were uh, still working with 505 games a lot um they were our publisher and uh so yeah, it's it's a wide variety of things. We've done some other kind of side investigative projects for you know some medical stuff uh, that I can't get into details for. Just that we've worked on some cool things. Sure. All right. So there's two questions that have come up in chat that I would like for you to address. Um, sure. The first one is it, it, this one kind of came up in a roundabout way, but how how does your studio view things like a master's degree in game design and production? Because full sale, we've got a lot of uh, full sale recent grads, soon to be grads in the chat. A lot of them have they went through the game design or dev program for the bachelor's, and then they also got a master's in in game design. But it's it's production focused, so these are people that want to be producers. So I'm okay. curious, like, uh, does your how, like how do you guys kind of look at that? Yeah, we. Uh, if you guys can hear my dogs barking, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, they're the not best. Stop. Dogs are good, man. <laughs> Let them go. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I might go shut that door to tone them down a little bit because it's bothering me. Uh, but yeah, uh, because we're right next to the University of Oregon, we end up getting a lot of people out of there. And because we're not like as like prestigious as you know Ubisoft and like those studios, like we don't quite get you know people from Full Sail and those types of places kind of applying as aggressively. So it's hard to value that because we don't necessarily get that many applicants, but absolutely. Like if you can prove that you have a strong background in game dev, which is part of, you know, getting a master's right. uh, or any, any level of education that's going to contribute, like it's awesome. Uh, it'll, it'll help your resume rise to the top uh just by having you know like i said the pmp certification uh you know scrum master things like that you know things that show that you're dedicated to the industry your own uh development you know your personal development your career growth things like that uh are always going to kind of be things that we're looking at on a resume um you know student projects are great and everything uh as well um 
you know game game jams things like that any any exposure uh helps to know people as well uh you know so don't be shy and get to know people but also don't be you know a little aggressive on it because that that can definitely backfire uh you know feel it, it, it out. certainly you, you, can <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the neat things about the game industry is just the the variety of people that you'll encounter. Like, you know, you got a lot of introverted people, you got a lot of extroverted people, you got a little bit of everything all across the board. Artists are very different than engineers in general, not always. You know, everybody's gonna fit on a spectrum. Like the spectrum's so wide in games, so that you're gonna find somebody that you can connect with and you know use that to your advantage for sure. Nice. So, um, another good question here, and this is one, we have a debate about this a lot, and that is, uh, how likely are you guys to read a cover letter? I don't, I, I never see cover letters. You never see them? I don't see them in the, the, where I am in the process. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I see resumes. Okay. So is that because a cover letter doesn't get to you or does your system not allow it or do people just not submit them? Uh, we've gone through some HR changes recently. Um, they're getting a little bit better in the process of like developing the process of like, okay, it's going to go through here and it's going to go through these people. And then these people, we're going to include these people in the interview. Um, we, over the time that I've been here, we were at 80 people, we're at 130 and we're still growing, um, slowly, but you know, it's a big change. That's a lot of people. That's, you know, I, I, I'm not a numbers guy, so. Somebody else can throw out the percentage there. Um, but yeah, so we've had to change process and be a little bit better about it all. Um, and, you know, things like that. So I don't see cover letters. I uh, feel like most of the time I can get enough out of somebody's resume um, that I will be able to formulate enough questions. So when I'm talking to them, like, we're not just asking these super hypothetical, like, mm -hmm pie in the sky, you know, type questions, those come up, but I do try to keep them for me. When I interview people, I try to keep it relevant to their experience and what we're asking them to do on the project that we're asking them to work on initially. So, so just, so just to, to clarify you, you're a little later in the process, right? Yeah. So, so you don't, you don't see it right away. Um, a cover letter doesn't necessarily get to you, but you feel like a resume is good enough for what you need to know to, to formulate the right kind of questions to get a feel yeah. on someone, right? Uh, and, and I imagine that we do request cover letters, and our HR does a really good job of kind of filtering out candidates, maybe a little bit too good of a job sometimes. So if you've applied at Pipeworks and you haven't gotten an interview, uh, reach out to me, DM me on Twitch, and I can kind of take a look into that and make sure that you do get a rightful response. You know, I'm, I, I can do this as a favor to Jameson's uh, followers and things like that. I'm happy to do that, you know. Um, so, yeah, just reach out to me, DM me uh, after this when you get a chance. Not right now. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so, so for cover letters, it, HR is probably looking at them, and then they, they do a phone screen um, just to kind of get a feel because usually you can weed people out based on, you know, a couple quick queries and things. And when you talk to somebody on the phone, it can certainly uh, help with that. Definitely. All right. So here, uh, first of all, people are, are somehow wondering how I'm asking good questions after four shots. 
So that, <laughs> I'm a pro. Come on. I'm <laughs> just talking a lot. That's... Um. So okay. So the next question I saw that that I thought was really interesting here was, um, can you explain the difference between roles? So I know earlier you were asking about different requirements for an assistant producer versus an associate producer. Kind of how how does that how do those roles kind of differ? So it's gonna every studio is gonna uh, have different ideas of what a producer does that's one of the wonderful things about being in production it's kind of that you know i get a, a lot of questions about like what does a producer do like do you just play video games all day you know like when i was in qa it was always you just play video games all day so, yeah producer game designer qa that's what everybody that's all we do right yeah, we play like, games all day I, <laughs> I wish I just played video games all day. I'd be a hell of a lot better at them than I am. And the times I'm... that we do, we don't want to, right? Because we're trying to replicate that one thing a hundred times and it's boring as so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's putting it lightly. Uh, <laughs> sorry. QA is a tough job. Don't ever take it lightly. And also, and love your one. QA. Love yeah. your QA because they will save your ass when you're nice to them. But if you're being a dick to them, it's not favorite 100%. Uh, so difference between like an assistant producer and an associate producer it's going to depend on the project you're on the producer that you're working under uh what they're going to ask you to do but in general uh an associate producer is going to be a little bit more uh self-motivated as far as like okay i know i need to do this 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 and this you know to keep the project rolling though usually we try to give them a little bit of like a feature set to to focus on and kind of drive it uh entirely you know with checking in with the producer and keeping them up to date but uh you know an assistant producer they'd be a little bit more handhold handheld uh by the producer or the associate producer that they're working with they would kind of be given a little bit more of the repetitive but important tasks that give you visibility into the whole project um at least that was my experience for the most part when I was an assistant producer was you're doing a lot of more data entry and kind of just assisting at a level that, you know, you're not another producer is going to be in all your meetings, you know, yeah. as an associate producer, you're, you're solo a lot of times. Um, and you're just, you know, trying to keep people in line, keep uh, designers honest and make sure that they're not, you know, over, thinking things you know keeping it scope creep and things like that because <laughs> uh, you know designers love to just keep adding things and adding things and adding things just like some artists designers like to keep, keep some designers <laughs> i i'm just I'm gonna say all designers I, I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm just playing i'm just messing around with you you know that uh, no it's all good no no you're right wrong. that, that like, should be the goal of a designer able, right like the, you, the designers should want to make more cool shit right Exactly. Like you, you want to be, you know, reasonable about it, but you also want to be making the greatest game possible. And sometimes right. that means, you know, dream big, you know, yeah. you're not going to achieve everything in there, but you might be able to noodle something out of that. Yeah. All right. So I saw another question here. Okay. For someone later in the process, how do you gauge outer experience into production roles specifically for those that have years of experience that could get a PMP, for example? What's a PMP? I don't know what a PMP means. Project management professional or proficiency or, you know, mm. some letters. You know. Uh, it, 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 it's, <laughs> I, here, hold on one second.
Oh, it's a certification. Uh, these, yeah, these are the this is a stack of books that I had to go through. So, you know, oh this, my god, this is a good one. That uh, sounds awful. It, it it's kind of awful, but the the big advantage of what PMP does for our studio, at least, is because we have so many projects. Uh, it it's important to have a, a similar, if not the same, vocabulary when you're talking about like things with other producers so it kind of puts you all in the same boat of you know what are my expectations and no project is going to have the same uh workflow and things like that so this just kind of gives you a, a baseline of like i can bounce from project to project to project and know what they're talking about when they're talking about burn down charts when they're talking about scrums when they're talking about you know story point poker and stakeholders and things like that which you know goes a long way instead of having to define it every time you have a conversation with somebody on a different project. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so remind me of the other question. Cause I was trying to open a beer that was being a pain in the butt. And uh, no, I, th now. I think you covered it. It was, it's basically just, um, uh, did it, let me look back here real quick. Uh, how do you, how do you gauge it. the experience into product, uh, outer experience into production roles? And it's a specifically um, to have years of experience. So, yeah, I mean, so for this, just, like, we've got some people that like have, you know, like military backgrounds, you know, they've been leaders in other places, then they did their degrees, now they're getting into the industry. So they're like, you know, they're, they're new as far as like, game production, but they have production experience, right? How do you guys kind of think about that? Um, we, we definitely have uh, taken some people in from other uh, industries, not like... Usually having a software background is going to be really important for us. For an associate producer, for an, assist for an assistant producer, you can kind of, you know, use that to your advantage. Like I've done production type work, you know, you, you just want to frame it around, you know, when you're making your resume or your cover letter, you really want to frame it around the, the job that you're applying for to make it, you know, show what your biggest assets are to be like, okay, while I was a designer, I did all these production things and I fell in love with doing production over design, you know, things yeah. like that. We've, we've definitely had people, you know, transition into and out of depending on, you know, how you want to work your career. Some people, you know, like to do many different things. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, okay. So another question that was back here is someone that's coming out as, um, a new grad, even with a master's degree, um, that wants to be a producer. I mean, associate or assistant producer seem, like, seems like a definite kind of best avenue, right? Do you think, it, though, it, that they also could qualify for an associate producer position? 100%, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, especially when you're coming from something like Full Sail, uh, you know, something that has, like, a good prestigious, you know, kind of... Uh, stigma around it, which is a good thing, right? So, you know, coming from full sale is also going to like probably raise you up a, a couple notches as to like, ooh, you know, this guy's definitely like into making video games and, you know, things of that nature. So, full sale, like, because of what full sale offers and, you know, because I feel, I, as far as I know, they're, you know, you guys are at like the forefront of game development education. Am I? accurate there or are there we other think so <laughs> okay i mean it everybody knows about it in game dev like right. you know other other universities are starting to do more um 
you know, program sword game right. development things, but like full sale is the one that like if i were to be like oh you know somebody like if i'm talking to a bunch of kids you know that are thinking about what school to go to and they really really want to get into it like i'd say you know check your local university because your parents would shoot me if i said otherwise uh <laughs> but you know if you you really want like the cream of the crop i think full sale would be worth looking into so i mean we like to hear that you know that's good <laughs> yeah <see. laughs> There's there's definitely a lot of full sale people in a chat for sure, um, and and you know there's there's also a bit of like there there's always the curiosity of like how how is my degree going to be viewed out there right and to hear that at least your impression is a positive one that's a good thing right that's an encouraging thing which is good yeah that's good. Uh, and you know like I said it it really helps to like go to job fairs go to packs like show interest in the games. Um, at the places that you're interested in applying for even if you're not really interested in applying for that place know about it before you go into that interview like because i'm going to ask you like why pipe works mm, yeah uh, and i want to know like did you do your research do you know what we're about do you know what we make or are you just applying to apply like Dude, that is the biggest it's pet peeve. super important <laughs> it's super important to me that like you've done at least a little bit of research uh, you know sometimes it's hard yeah. But it it'll it'll go a long way uh, if you get asked that question and you're like, uh, well, you know, I really like games, and you guys made a cool one. You guys make games, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's you're done. Like, you're I, I done can't tell you how many life. times I've interviewed someone and they're they're I'm like, so what do you like most about our games? Well, I haven't really had time. Oh, like. If you're gonna if you're gonna have even a phone conversation with me about coming to a place where I work, I need to know that you have put in the effort, right? Like if you're not putting in the effort to at least try the things that we make, I, I have no like I have no confidence that you're gonna put effort into the work, right? And it's it's such a simple thing to do. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> sometimes it's really hard to find out that information. Like when I looked oh, it at can be. Uh, yeah. When I when I applied at Pipeworks, I really had to like ask my buddies like, "What do you guys work on?" Because their website was a little bit outdated and things like that. Not that they haven't been like we just celebrated our 20th anniversary uh, last year, so we've been around for a little while. And actually, prior to uh, being Pipeworks, it was Dynamics. I don't know if you're familiar with Dynamics. Um, oh yeah, that was an offshoot of Sierra. It, it, I remember playing games like you 100%. know the Adventures of Willie Beamish, yep. Red Baron, and so it kind of turned into that after they had, you know, a split from Sierra and, you know, they had to rename it. So there's a whole long history there that you don't get just by looking at the website or like, you know, just at a, a cursory glance. And fortunately, that didn't really come up um, for me just because I knew people and had a very strong working relationship with them prior to uh, applying. So they really knew who I was and what I was about. Um, but yeah. It's awesome. Pipers is great. And we used to be Dynamics, which is... I did not you know, know that. See, I did not know exactly, that. And exactly. Willie Beamish is actually a game that I think about to this day occasionally because there was a, there was a moment in there um, that, that was just kind of super impactful for me about the way they talked Candy about... Candy bubbles? No, nurse. it was about a fart. And, and like, just like yeah, the way they no, said I, it. I, I get it. And I was just like, it's like, cause I played it as a kid. Right. Like that was like forever ago. It, it, he was Bart Simpson before Bart yeah. Simpson existed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now I get to work with the artist that 
you know really yeah dude it's crazy like there's some like old school like veterans that i get to work with that i'm just like that's do you, do you know do you know who you are do you know like do you know who you are right and, you know they're all they're all super cool like they're like i you know and i'm like really good friends with you know one of the top guys on tribes and you know we go out and have beers and you know it's just it's so crazy oh my gosh so uh there's one question here in the chat um about let me find it here oh so how is leadership experience from something like military or outside of games viewed for someone who's applying for like a junior designer position. So someone that's coming in, but also has like legit leadership skills that have been demonstrated some other way. Um, I think because you'd be coming in as a junior designer, being a leader isn't necessarily, it's not going to be bad, um, but it's not going to like be the big boost that you need. What, when that becomes important is when you're moving up. Uh, into the leadership things. The the more important things for a junior designer is being able to take direction and, you know, work with people. And, you know, being a leader is part of that as well. But uh, it, it's really about like, okay, I'm going to be asked to do some stuff that I don't really want to do. Like, I feel like I'm more important. I'm better. You know, I'm bigger than this. And, you know, being a good leader is also being able to set your uh, kind of emotions aside and be able to work, you know, hard. Um, no matter what the conditions are. Um, so I think being a good leader to me would kind of push that because it shows that you're probably, you've probably gone through that ladder before, uh, as a, getting in as a junior designer, it's less important. Um, but it shows that you do have the ability to lead later on. If okay. That's your true desire. I also, you know, one of the questions I'm always kind of curious about, and I, I don't ask it on everybody because depends on, you know how the interviews is going and things like that and it doesn't mean interviews going bad or good it's just the the actual nature of the interview um are you like in it for the long haul am i going to see you at pipeworks you know 5 years from now or are you just yeah. trying to get a uh you know job to you know go to the next studio and keep yeah. moving up and and that's totally fine there's definitely like a need for people like that but you know, Pipeworks, similar to how Volition was when we were there, you know, has a lot of uh, long-term yeah. employees. And Apparently. that's one of the appeals for me. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like, I'm not, like, one of the guys who's been there for a long time. Like, I'm maybe a third of people after me, you know. Um, so I, I'm getting there. But we also still have a lot of people that have been there, you know, for 15, 20 years. It's kind of awesome. You know, it's really funny because like five years at a game studio is like a significant accomplishment, but you're like, I'm not even close to the people that have been here for three, four times as long as I have. That's insane. That's so cool. Yeah, And, and I would say the majority of people have been there for, you know, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years. And yeah, the, not just I mean, just games in general, you're constantly learning and evolving and you have to, otherwise you're, you know, falling behind. Um, Pipeworks is even more that because of the variety of projects that we work on and the clients that we work with. Uh, yeah. So this, I mean, I'm not sure that you have a good answer to this, but the question is, what is a good answer to something like, why this place? Like, why are you putting in that effort to, to work somewhere? 
Like, well, I can't give you all the answers because then you're going to interview with me and you're going right. to be like, I got this. I don't no. blame you. Um, just showing that you understand what the studio has gone through um, mm. to get to where they are, I think. And, and to show that you're interested like in the place that you're possibly going to work. Uh, you don't want to go into some place that you didn't research. Like, you really don't, you know. Um, there are certain studios that, because of what my my personal uh, work-life balance, my personal culture and everything, uh, that I need to be what I think is a good, successful, happy human being, um, it, it's it's that bar has raised as I've had experience and things like that, and it's important to me. And that that's it's probably going to change for you. It's not it's not going to stay the same, you know. I don't have kids. I don't, you know, like that's not a, that's not a thing that I'm interested in having nothing wrong with having kids. You know, most, I think most people do have kids uh, from my experience, but you know, I don't ever intend on having kids and I want a studio that, you know, maybe there's more people like that around me, maybe not. And I'm not saying pipe works is that way or not, uh, but certain cultural things like that, you know, volition when we were there, it went from a lot of individuals and single people to now we're all having parties with kids. The picnic itself changed yeah. over the course of like 10 years because of how it aged up and like what you're expecting. Um, so I don't know. That, Just, no, that's, that's a good point. You know, it, yeah. the, another thing that I think about is you, you're talking about, the whole, like, are you here for the long haul? And and I think one of the other things people don't realize sometimes is whenever you apply for a position that's kind of beneath your skill set, we'll look at it and be like, you're not going to be in this position very long, right? Like, you're already capable of doing more. We need someone to fill this position. So it's almost like you're, you're literally overqualified for it, and we don't feel like you're going to be there long enough to make it worth bringing you on board. Do you, is that something that you deal with as well? Yeah, we want to we want to make sure somebody's happy with the job that they have and they're not just constantly like, okay, well, I'm just looking for the next best thing, you know. It was one of my concerns when I went to Pipeworks because I was like, well, I'm going to be lead tester for until there's an associate producer position open. And yeah. I know like that could that could go the wrong way, but I wanted to be open about it and like we talked about it. We talked very openly about it and it was important. And I still had to apply and I still had to go through, you know, because if you just give people positions because oh well that guy's cool I like him you know you're you're setting yourself up for failure so I don't know I mean just just be honest about what you want and somebody will find that fill that need you know yeah there's plenty there's so many game studios and so many different cultures about how to make games out there that something's going to fit and if it doesn't try making your own game with you know just just start pushing on it yeah no i'm with you on that for sure so so tim just asked an interesting question he said one aspect that's kept me away from getting into the gaming industry in gaming industry is job security Mm -hmm. i currently have a secure job in military sim which is something i tell people they should definitely look into same same skill set um and i feel safe with but in the entertainment side, do you get worried about job security? And 
we, we've seen a lot of that, right? Like it's definitely a thing in our industry. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been directly impacted by it. You know, I was laid off, uh, during saints row the third totally blindsided too like <laughs> oh that sucks just i was just like oh well i guess thq is doing cuts great cool i'm on that chopping block because i was like last man in you know first one out well uh, and volition also had never had a layoff at that point like, right ever and so like so. It, I, it was it was shell shocking uh for me um uh, that never saw it coming uh so you know it happens and you know i actually had a pretty good summer too so nice okay well Uh, that's another thing to think about though is like you know it it's not always and, and i would even argue usually not based on performance or you know your likability and that kind of stuff it's just sometimes like we have to cut these many people from these many areas and you know like it's they're often like you can't take it too personally Right. Like there's, it's, it's a thing that kind of happens. It sucks, but it's probably not because you suck at your job. You know what I mean? More often than not, it's, it's just business, you know, that's Mm -hmm. that's a terrible thing to have to hear, but like business is business. They got to be able to pay you. They got to be able to pay everybody else. They got to be able to support the projects. There's a lot of moving parts to it. It's not, it's not like, uh, we just don't like these people. See, uh, maybe that's it some places, but that's not at all how, the places I've worked for, the people I would work for, would yeah. ever do things. Um, yeah, yeah. So job security, yeah, it's it's a concern. Um, but you know, every job's going to have its concerns. But I think video games a little bit more risky as far as uh, you know. Will I have a job? You know, at Pipeworks in ten years? Probably. Can I guarantee it? Would I guarantee it? I mean, I'd put a lot of money on it. Um, that's great, man. I mean, that's but you don't see that very often. So that's but that's I also awesome. don't know, you know, like I don't know if they're, you know, maybe they're somebody's trying to sell the studio or somebody's like really moving in to like do things. So that that is above my pay grade, and <laughs> I I kind of want to keep it there. Uh, that's not what I want <laughs> to do. Say I just for wanna, now, but <laughs> uh, it's it's not something I want to do. Uh, I I just want to help people make great games and work with cool people. Uh, and like help empower them to make the game that they can make with the time and schedule and all of the other factors that go in. That's awesome. Hey, real quick, I have to take a fifth shot that I haven't done yet. So, and I I just want to get this out of the way because I love the song. So (laughs) it's so appropriate. I'll I'll pour a little, little sip for myself. Nice. Here's number five, y'all. Oh, we also got right now. Go ahead. No, so we also got a treat for the dogs. Look at that. Here he comes. Here you go, bud. Where you at? I've been drinking some ale song Rhino Suit. This one's delicious local beer. Uh, Love it. It's great. I don't know if that's coming through. No, that look good. Ale song, huh? All right. Yeah, it's a little bit chocolate, milky, milk stout type Ooh, stuff. Nice. Um, they're, they make some beautiful beers. Uh, if you ever come out here, we're when? absolutely going there. When you come out here, because there's, there's, there's breweries, there's vineyards, 
everywhere. It's incredible. Like it, it blows my mind sometimes when I go outside. I'm like, holy crap, I live here now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I've been meaning to visit because Zips is in Bend. So yeah. like, like I've got to get out. How far is that from you? It's maybe three hours. Okay, cool. All right. He's in the desert. He's in the desert. Yeah, it's a it's a mountain desert. <laughs> Bend is I ha, I haven't made it out there, and if I do, I gotta hook up with Zips. I got a couple other guys that are also at uh, Bend Studios now. Same for me, guys. Um, I worked with at EA or there. It's crazy. Like yeah, and another Bend full is Hall where of Famer is Oregon there now goes to play. Oh, all right. So there's great skiing. Um, in the summer though. You can lazy river float down the river in the middle of the the town. Um, so you know, come in the summer. Beers and things. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely come in the summer. Don't Oregon in the winter. It's gonna be rainy and shitty. Don't do it. <laughs> I want to get away from Orlando in the summer. So like that. That sounds like a good oh, plan. Dude, the, Oregon in the uh, midsummer. If you go too late, you might risk wildfires, which kind of chokes up the air, and that's a whole other Ugh. thing that sucks. But midsummer, it is like. It's not hot. It's not humid. Like it's 80 degrees, 85 degrees. It's it gets up a little bit high sometimes, but it's beautiful. It's it's my favorite place. Man, that's that's awesome. Like I yeah. I, I look forward to coming and checking it out for sure. There, there's so much fun stuff to do out there. Yeah, there is. I mean, we've got two rivers in town that we can float on that we do. Uh, actually, a group of people from work, uh, we float on it, you know, on our inner tubes and, you know, get some coolers of beer and, you know, throw some uh, good grilling food into a, a cooler and float down until we get somewhere that we can grill. And I love it. Dude, it's, it's incredible. I love it. So... Tell us a little bit about, um, like, how big is your studio, and like, how is it? How is it broken down as far as like roles? So, uh, about 130 people, um, but we've grown a lot. So, and we do mostly contract type work. So okay. we have, uh, it's mostly engineering focused, uh, just because when you're a contract studio, you're working for hire. That's usually what people need. You know, they've got their own designs, or they just need kind of complementary design or design support um, occasionally we do you know have full design control over things um, but because we're so contract heavy it is definitely much more toward the uh, you know engineering side um, and then roles it, it's it's a wide variety we've actually because people have been there so long we we kind of have increased our levels of people um, but we've also made the ladder a little bit longer by creating different tiers and things like that. So, you know, that's restructuring. That's that's the impact of growth in a studio. Uh, you have to restructure and you got to just kind of feel it out. Um, it also depends on the types of contracts and projects that we're getting as far as like how we fill those gaps. Uh, so if we foresee like we're in negotiations with you know x amount of companies and like a lot of them are needing a little bit more design heavy uh support then we're going to start you know kind of putting our feelers out there for design uh and any other discipline that you're thinking of um and as we've grown usually the number of people is where production's kind of determined um versus the projects so you know if you got to manage X amount of people, you need X amount of production, you know, per project right. and things like that. Yeah. So, 
And so do you guys do any like outsourcing as far like I assume you do out, oh, art, yeah. art, outsour yeah. out, art outsourcing, right? But do you do anything, any other disciplines as well? We do actually, we do a lot more engineering outsourcing um, because we have to move resources around for different projects at different times and things like that. But we also want to have, you know, people stay on projects long enough that we're not ramping them up and then they leave or, you know, like there, there's diminishing return on like constantly like pulling people off a project and uh, things like that. Uh, so we do probably less art, art outsourcing because of the type of work that we're doing. Okay. Um, and it's it's primarily uh, it's QA and sorry I'm not on screen right now because I'm dealing with a barking dog. Uh, <laughs> you got to show the dog. Everybody loves oh, dogs hold on, around hold here. On. I'll I'll give you a double dose. Oh oh snap! Look at this. These are little oh, brothers. Oh my these god. Are, uh, these are my partner's dogs. She loves them. They're little. They're little brothers from the same pack. <laughs> uh, what are their she's names? She's a ninja. This is. Talvi, T-A-L-V-I. He's Talvi? awesome. He's, okay. he's he's my shadow. Uh, he's kind of a traitor toward her. And then this is Sixy. He's kind of he's got some things going on with them. He oh. he suffers from seizures occasionally oh. and things like that. But they're super sweet. Uh, this one's a ninja, Talvi. He's a little <laughs> bit more on the the slow side. He's if you hear barking, it's usually him. Gotcha. Um, and then Maddie, who you know, oh, but they don't know. Oh my god, that's uh, true. Where is she? I don't know where she is. She's just she's I don't know where she is actually. She's Maddie, so cute. If she, if she comes down here, I'll make sure that she gets on the screen. But um so what was I saying? Oh, um the the different positions in oh, our yeah. studio yeah. and how we kind of break it down. It it's it's really project dependent, but we don't really hire people on for like short-term contracts. And if we do, we're usually pretty open about it. Uh, gotcha. This is a contract position when the project's over. We'll see, like if we have other projects, great. If not, you know, that's what it is, but we do have long enough contracts that we can usually uh, get somebody on. Like if we're looking for a position, we're trying to keep them full time. We don't want to burn anybody. That's good. That's that good. type of stuff. That and, was true you know, volition too, which was nice for the most part. Yeah. Uh, give me one second. I just got to let the dogs outside. Yeah, yeah, no problem. But I'm still on mic. So no, you're good. We can keep asking questions. So there, there is another question here. They're asking, um, how many workers do you have that don't necessarily work on the game itself? Um, so a lot of my knowledge. Oh, yeah, support staff and things yeah. like that. Well, and um, even things like um, versioning control and reporting and like submission, that kind of stuff. So like oh, okay. producer type stuff, right? Like. Yeah, uh, or at least that's what my uh, that's what I'm used to producers doing. Is that the kind of stuff you do there as well? Uh, we do less of that because we're contract and our the publisher, the the person uh, coming up with the the contract asks us. Mm. Um, so they end up having to take responsibility for it. We'll certainly assist them, but that'll usually come through QA and uh, through production. Um, so this is gonna be a heavy lift here. Oh, oh my gosh, here she is! Oh, hi, Maddie. <laughs> Sweet baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much does she weigh now? Uh, she's still fifty-five pounds. She's the same size that you last saw. Oh her. my she's gosh. She's got some more gray on her on her fur or on her face. 
I don't know if you can see it. She's moving around too much. She's like, sweet baby. Oh yeah. my gosh. So what? She's like six now, five. This five this year. Yeah, because her and her and Barley are around the same age, right? Like, yeah, we, yeah. Barley turned five in January, so he's yeah. Hey, Barley. Hey, bub. And the other two that you just saw, you know, he's out. Two, a few minutes ago were uh, uh, seven, I think. They're a little bit older. You said they're brothers? Or was yeah, okay. St. Litter and everything. Nice. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and Maddie follows around uh, Dina, my partner. Uh, mm. Traitor. So we both have traitors. <laughs> That's the same with Osti. She's here under my feet. This is was Gabby's dog, but now she's our dog and she loves me. So. Nice. We love it. They're great. Too. Yeah. Um, so getting back to your question though, um, how much like kind of support staff and like not directly involved with game development, um, it depends on the project, but our studio in general, like we've got a director for art, design, engineering, production. We've got our CEO, we've got our VP, we've got a couple HR folks, we've got couple it you know we're probably talking like less than 20 okay but closer to 20 than 10 gotcha okay i mean that's i mean that's that's a significant percentage of your staff you're saying like 130 right somewhere in that neighborhood so that's yeah and part of that is like because we've been increasing in size like we just hired another hr person um we're starting to get like assistant director type things like we didn't have a vp before uh things like that so gotcha it's growth it's part yeah. of growth and like we are still hiring the other positions so it's it'll balance out over time you didn't have a vp is that what you just hey. said wow no uh i mean we were so small man um huh. we didn't we didn't feel like I mean, we needed that, to have it that's usually the thing though like small companies like i'm gonna be a vp you know like <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was the the CEO slash president's uh, right hand guy, which is the production director. Okay, that you makes know. sense. Because production should be VPs, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> so, what is the largest team you've had to manage? Uh, oh, I mean, that's a that's a weird question to have to try to answer because you know working on uh saints row we had hundreds of people i guess right but we broke between. it down into kind of subgroups, right so like we'd, right. Have, we'd have the mission team you know, and, have, that, you that's know. what i mean it's kind of a weird uh question to have to answer because of the way that it can break down right right um because usually if i'm working with like a team that i'm working with like multiple sub teams and how how do you want that broken down? Like, what's the largest? Like, I, that's a, that's just a hard so, question to answer. I mean, I um, think I think I think the the general idea is like number of people in one of those sub teams. Like, how many people have you had to like kind of, you know, wrangle? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and I know it's answer. a tough question, right? Like, yeah. No, and I, that's fine. You're welcome to ask tough questions. Um, the largest sub team that i've worked with like or focused development team you know it's got to be 10 people uh because we try to break it down into 
manageable chunks of people that can work on something. Um, you know, you don't want character artists in your environment artist meeting. Uh, so yeah. you, you limit the people. And you also don't want to, like, have to manage everybody. You yeah. want to manage, you know, your leads who then manage, you know, their people below them. So you try to try to limit how many people you manage. And yeah. You want to set that structure up so you can, you know, disseminate that information down while also keeping enough knowledge where it needs to be. But also, you know, I can't know everything about everything. Right. So I got to trust my guys and they also have to trust me, you know, vice versa to know what I need to know and works both ways. Yeah, that that's and always then, been the interesting thing. Like you, so I assume also you have people that handle the career of a person and you're handling the project and quality of the, of it, of it directly. Right. Yeah. And the people that are handling the career typically also, uh, are working with them on a regular basis. Uh, they, they are also an engineer. So our, our engineering managers, we have an engineering director and then we have some managers, but they're also people who have, done the work that we're asking these folks to do and they are also doing this work at the same time so it's not completely like i'm just a manager um which i think is important uh it kind of keeps you focused on what the challenges and difficulties are uh because if you're not experiencing them and you're only hearing about them then it's a little bit different like you're you're going to take that at a different uh level of impact yeah do you have to do project management and production, or do you have a separate project manager there? Uh, so we don't have project managers. Um, it's production and project management. And so that's kind of the direction I've seen things going in. We even did it at uh, Volition, um, part of the flattened structure yeah. uh, stuff that I had a little bit of concerns with. Um, it, we we just have to be able to do both. Uh, I wish we could break it down, but they're so intertwined. It it's not realistic to <clears throat> keep them as separated as they were. Uh, some people are a little bit better on the project manager side versus the production side, but having them do both, I think, is actually the best method. So, so here's my, my counterpoint to that. Um, there, there's a problem with when someone is in charge of the quality and also in charge of your time, when you're saying, so you're saying you're in charge of both, right? So, so our leads are more in charge of, so like my engineering lead is more in charge of people's time. Okay, good. Okay. Cause that, that makes it tough, right? When you're like, you're pushing for quality, but also having to navigate someone's time and effort on something right like there's there's no balance there unless unless you have different masters for those you know what i mean absolutely yeah i i hear what you're saying and i i'm not disagreeing i, I think there's a a way to to get the right chemistry on the team that the leadership should be able to manage the quality as well as like the time of people um in a reasonable way yeah i had one experience where luckily the boss that i had was was fantastic, but he was in charge of both. And it, it could be very frustrating at times, right? Because he's like, you need to make this better, but you also need to do it in less time. And I'm like, uh, like, I, like how am I supposed to do that? Like, like what's, what's, I don't know what to do with that. 
hey welcome to production right there you go you need to make this better in less time yeah like, okay well let me talk to my team my team says no it still needs to happen right and like well, what, do, what do you want to do now like yeah <laughs> oh man oh so clover says that's his, his only experience has been doing both <laughs> that's rough right. man yeah. that's rough i think it's the reality though that is true have I caught up on questions? I think that I... Shout I, out any other questions? Yeah, if I've missed folks. any questions, guys, throw them back, re, retype them in case I missed something. I want to make sure that we get all your stuff answered. I am caught up. Yes! It ah, happened. Production's did it. boring. Nah, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. So, oh, so one thing I did want to ask you about... You you did not have a game focused uh, degree, right? No, I was focusing on uh, elementary education. Oh, that was... I uh, I am a person who is very lucky to be in the right place at the right time, and being able to like take opportunities when I saw them, where I saw them. Uh, I don't encourage other people to try it. I think it's tougher these days, right? Like, uh, you know, and you've, been, you've been doing tougher. it for 15 years now, right? Like, and, and yeah, for me, so I got in probably on that last wave yeah. where you could, yeah, uh, because you know, we were, like I said before, and, you know, you, you guys are all well aware of, uh, is full sales, a game development kind of focused university. That wasn't a thing that was really taken too seriously at that time. Right. Um, it, yeah. So I did it 20 years ago now. I was in one of the first full sale programs. And when I came out, people were like, wait, you have a degree in this? Like, nobody has a degree Can in this. Can we take it seriously? Right, yeah. What? Who are you? Like, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> Luckily, you know? I had projects to show that, that could show I could actually do some shit. But, you know. But yeah, yeah now and- it's almost a requirement, right? Like, and even the, the right now, the discussion is like, is a master's a requirement or not? Like, that's that's where we're getting to. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think there's so many different opportunities for games nowadays. Like you can, it depends on how much you want to make and when you want to make it and how much risk you're willing to take. And You know, there's a whole lot of different factors that you got to take into consideration for how you want to proceed with your career, especially yeah. in games, because, you know, you can make games with a team of one, you can make games with a team of a thousand and they're very different games. You know, games making games is hard. Yeah. It's not easy. That is true. And that and the other thing, like, man, I try to tell people there's so much that you can't possibly learn until you're doing it. Like like actually being in a team and seeing like the kind of deadlines over long periods of time and, and what it takes to actually complete something and ship it, like until you do it, like you can't like we, we do the best that we can at full sell to give that experience, but it's a truncated one, right? Like you get like three to four months to make a group project at the end of your time there. And it's like, but still I'm like, you're getting a taste, a taste of what it's going to be like, but you don't like when you get into the work world, it's like one, you don't know, like the skill sets are going to be varied. The people, the personalities are going to be different. Like there's, you don't know every project's going to be different. Like it's just, it's, it's a wild. What's that? Oh, the budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's My a whole God. budget that like kind of <laughs> determines everything, whether it's, you want it to or not. It's so crazy. There's just so many factors. And and then there's also not somebody holding your hand being like, here's the thing you should do right now. Like, 
Like I try to tell people half of what you're going to do when you're in the industry is you're going to Google shit because you're not going to know and you need to figure it out. Right. And that, or you need to find people that you work with that you can trust. You can be like, Hey man, what does this mean? You know, or like, what do I do about this? Or like, have you done this before? And that happens all the time and it's totally cool. But then also like, sometimes you're just like, I don't know how to do this. I got to figure it out. All right. You know, and what do you do? You figure it out. You got to learn how to, how to you got to learn how to learn. Yeah. And I mean, you have to be a life learner. It's not going to stay the same. It's going to constantly change. And I mean, experience like you also have to be willing to like accept that not everything that you want to do is going to happen. You know, like, especially as a designer, you're going to throw out a lot of ideas that are just going to be like, it's a great idea. No, we just can't do it. We we don't have the time. We don't have the oh. the capacity. Like it, 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 it's not a fun thing to say no. At least for me, uh, I know some people that enjoy giving bad news, which I don't understand. Those people. We've worked with a lot of those people. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not one of those people. I'm like, dude, I I want this as bad as you do. If we can, like, what you want to do is you want to be able to try to find a way. Yeah. But usually, it's not going to happen. Just for so many different reasons. So the thing I always tell people is ultimately it comes down to like, there's this cool idea that we want to make. Right. And if you go into that idea, understanding what it actually is going to take, but the more you understand what it's going to take, the better chance you have of making it happen. But what ultimately matters the most is communicating appropriately with the people that are going to help create it so that they understand it's not a big wish, right? Like it's not something that I'm dreaming of. It's something I'm coming in because I think it's doable, right? And let's let's figure out a way to do it. Yeah, that's that's an excellent trait to have as a designer, um, as anybody in the game industry is, you know, being able to be like, A, it's doable because of these reasons. Being able to back up your argument, you know, being like, we already have the tech that does this, the tech that does that, the tech yeah. that does X and Y. So if we just do a little bit of work, we get this much bang for our buck, you know? And, yeah. Like if, yes, that's what I want to hear. You know, like, I don't want to hear like, oh, well, we need to do this. Well, what's it going to take? What I don't know a lot. Mean? Like, <laughs> like, right. Like, must, is that a must have? Is that a one? Is that a nice to have? Like, oh, everybody's going to have different that, definitions. That's always a funny thing too, is like how we rate features and time and like, and, and it's always funny to me how like the further we get in a project, the less important things we want become. It's like, it was an A bug a month ago. Now it's a B next month. It's going to be a C. And if it, if it, if it's like leaks into the next month, forget about it. Right. Like it's like, it's weird. Right, so then it was never an A. Right. Like, that's, that's what that that's comes true. down it probably to. Probably was right? never right. an A. That's probably true. But <laughs> it wasn't a showstopper and it wasn't an A. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it, it happens. Like, because <laughs> projects are so alive and schedules are a thing. And, you know, not everybody can be Star Citizen. Right. <laughs> or you can't always work at Valve. Right. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, work at Valve. I don't even know what that means anymore. Well, I'm just playing. Be at Valve. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, exist at Valve. Like, you've made it. You oh. now have nothing to answer for. Uh, oh, no, man. I, I need that I, job. I, no, you'd, I think you'd go crazy. I would like, go crazy. I, I need to I, ship to shit. To not, like, deliver like, anything, like, that would make me go nuts. Yeah, I'm with you.
All right, so Tim says, uh, my heart is into creating video games for entertainment, but I personally need that job security. And this is the guy who was saying he's doing sim, military sim. If I were ever to leave what I'm currently at, how am I going to break into the industry if all the projects, if all the projects I create require secret clearance to view? But being a lead software inter- engineer for a couple of years will be, will be good enough to just on paper without presentations. So basically, he's got lead engineer experience on things that he can't show you. How, how do you, how do you view that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, how, can that's a tough I'm, one, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's tough. Uh, you just gotta trust somebody like that. Um, reach out to Pipeworks. We'll see what we can do. If you're, if you're really interested. That's, that's a great answer. I mean, because the truth is, like, when it comes down to something like that, having having a connection or someone that's willing to like listen, you know, and like and and like understand the situation, that means a lot. And I tell people all the time: first of all, this industry is super small. Almost every job I've gotten in this industry is because I knew somebody and some connection was made. And at the very least, I tell people: if I've got a stack of resumes. If I've at least heard of you for some reason that's a positive one, it's it's I'm like going to take a look at it. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. give it I'm going to give it some consideration because someone's suggestion about someone means so much more than anything else in this industry. It depends on who is suggesting that person. That is true. That someone's <laughs> suggestion that I trust. That is a very yeah, important yeah. point. Uh, yeah. Like, dude, I suggest this person and that person and this person. And like, you're sometimes like, you're like, oh, I know not to. Uh... Yeah, you're like, oh, that's that's a that's a mark against you. Oh no. man. <laughs> Luckily, there's only a handful of those. But for me, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got a list of names. Just kidding. <laughs> Do you? I want to see that list. No. Not here. But I want to see. <laughs> I have a few. I have too many other lists. That, that list just gets buried in all my other more important lists. <laughs> it's my not a it's not list. a list worth caring about too much, probably, but <laughs> that's funny. So what's the best, funniest, weirdest gift you've gotten from your team after shipping something? That's a good question. We get gifts for shipping something? Do you not there? No? Uh, that's not paid time that's off. Not something that um, I I wish uh, I I take my time off when I need to take my time off. Um, the I, nothing. I've I've got nothing. My mom sent me a box of cookies that I gave out to my entire QA team um, on Saints Row Two. Uh, I got a bottle of um, Johnny Walker Black from. Mr. Torbit when oh, I got nice. promoted to production. Do I have some stories about that nice. guy? <laughs> I want to hear stories about Torbit. We will have some stories. conversations about that guy. You remember he and Ooh. I went to Germany together. We will have some conversations I, about that guy. I love Jim Torbit. I, I love Jim Torbit too. I, I thought he was like a, a super like, well, he, and he is a super like straight laced cut to the chase type person, but that dude knows how to get down. I'm just saying he's he's from rural America. I'll, I'll put it that way. But he also has a he's got a mischievous side. He does. And I mean, I I, I caught a, a few glimpses of it, but you know. Um, oh yeah. man. So all right, here here's a, a 
statement that I'm curious about your perspective on. Industry experience is always greater than a degree. That's why most job description says bachelor's degree or equivalent experience required. What's your thoughts on that? It depends on what you're going into. Uh, is that the right answer? Well, I mean, I guess. Uh, no, so, I, no, I, no, I, no, it's a good I question. What, right? I hear what the they're saying. Matters, uh, right? It it definitely matters. Um, education isn't going to hurt you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And industry experience, I'm going to value it a little bit more. But I'm also coming from a background of I don't have the education to support exactly what I'm doing, other than like managing people i guess is a little bit of what teachers do but i also you know was a camp counselor for years and things like that so there's a little bit of that uh manager experience i was a program director which was absolutely 100 percent being a manager um the for some places it, it's going to vary depending on the place yeah. uh and who is doing the hiring and you know, uh, some people will value education over experience. Some people will value experience over education. Like it, it, it's just going to happen that way. And that that's part of the question, I think, though, too, is like, is it an individual perspective or do studios have a stigma for this kind of thing? Right. Like, I feel like some studios are like, we value X over Y. You know what I mean? When a studio says we value x over y and they're the ones looking at applicants mm, i mean how are you gonna like make sure that that's actually accurate Uh, yeah it's gonna be whoever sees the resume and what they value as an individual and the, the studio can say as much as they want about oh we value this and we value that but when it comes down to it that one person's going to look at it and whether they take the studio values over theirs or, you know, however you want to like work out that, you know, internal struggle of how you look at information that comes across your desk is going to yeah, be how that shakes out. You know, I, I wish I had a better answer for you, but no. really it's, it's going to be who looks at the resume and how their value and culture structure shakes out. And that, that's one of the things that's that's really frustrating, too, is because a lot of times the person who sees that first is an HR person and mm-hmm. they don't understand what, what we actually do, right? They look for keywords, they look for buzzwords, they look for levels of experience, but but they don't know how to... They don't, this is not a, a slight on them. They just, they don't understand like how to dissect and appropriately, you know, discern the, what that experience means. Right, and what those yeah, things I mean, mean. They're, they're a step removed or a couple steps removed from the actual work. And, I mean, we got to have a little bit of a shield like that. Uh, I, I cannot look at resumes all day. Like, I would get nothing yeah. done. Man, so many resumes. Like, like it's, it's, there's the good and the bad of that, right? Where I'm like, and this is why I tell people also, like, applying through the website if you don't know anyone there, that's your only avenue, right? But if you know someone at that company, send it to that person. And they may tell you, please put it through, you know, the normal channel. And then I'll put in a word for you. That's totally cool too. But most places I work like at Volition and like, like when I, I've hired several people at, at Volition, but like Rusty Simstrop was a good example for me where 
someone reached out to me and was like, Hey, you need to, you need to meet this guy. Right. And so I'm like, I meet him. I talk to him. He gives me his resume and I'm like, all right, this dude does some dope shit. I'm going to make sure that the people that need to see this, see it and understand who this guy is and that he would be a valuable asset to what we're trying to do. Right. Like I can give my experience and say, this is someone that, that we need to hire. You know what I mean? But yep. that doesn't happen when it's just like, you know, if you don't know someone there, it's kind of luck of the draw, roll the dice and hope that someone sees something they like, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it's like applying anywhere. You know, I, when I was laid off, I was applying at places that I never thought I'd apply at and never got any callbacks. So, you know, it's not just games. It's everywhere. Like who's looking at whatever resumes, how they're screening them. Like it, it's going to be different. There's no industry standard because yeah. there can't be i mean every every company is going to have their different culture uh and expectations for what they're looking for in until there's a union there would never be an industry standard right like yeah and even then because making games like it it's kind of like there's there's so many different avenues and how you can make a game like not everybody's going to be in a union and so like you're going to find companies that don't do unions companies that do and like yeah. there's going to be a wide variety because of just the variety of distribution platforms that there are uh you know like we can all just throw something out on the internet with the right tools and resources and there it is forever yeah yeah so uh Tora love says so many resumes get thrown out because they don't meet the absolute checklist and that, that's, that's a frustrating part, right? Because like an HR person is looking for like, do they check this box? Do they check another? Like, and if you, and you don't know I, what that checklist is, which sucks. And so, I also like even being a, on the other side of it, I don't know what that checklist is. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know wait, what they're So you're saying you don't know off. what your HR people are looking for. I mean, I have ideas, right, but like. Right, right. And, do and I, I really know what they're doing? And I don't, I don't need to, like, I trust them enough. Like we have enough conversations that I have trust in them to right. do the right things. Um, and the candidates that we've had, some of, some have gotten through that. I'm like, really, this person got through, you know, but, but then others, I'm like, this person's like, so overqualified, you know, like there's, yep. there's different levels of it. And it's interesting that you say that because like, I, I often think about Erica who, who was our HR rep and a very dear friend of mine at Volition. And we had lots of, her and I had lots of conversations about like, here's, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what, here's what we care about. Here's what, like, I know you're looking for words. I know you're looking for phrases. I know you're looking for skills. Let me try and give you enough of this stuff. And it had to be a constant like back and forth where I was like, because one, the industry is always evolving. Right. And two, yep. like, I need to make sure that, that, that she would understand here's what someone might say that will help us know that this is the skill they have that we want, but it has to be a dialogue constantly. Like there's no way for them to know that unless we're telling them constantly. Right. Yeah. And you know, once again, because of the, the differences in the projects and things that we have, like it's really hard for us to be like, Oh, well, Kenny's project wants this. Jason's project wants that. Yep. Mike's project wants this. Like, how do you how do you reconcile that? And like, are they actually like, like if I don't if they don't fit my criteria, but they're not going to my project, is it okay that they fit Jason's criteria with the, the full knowledge that they might like bounce between, you know, 
projects as needed. Um, yeah. It, it, it it's it's a tough it's a tough problem and there's no good solution to it i don't think um no other than uh, i mean you could get everybody involved in interviews sure but but then now, now you're I'm, talking now I'm about not working time. on a project and my project is suffering yeah exactly uh, like yeah. In, in an ideal world any designer resume would go through me right like so i could look at it and be like i understand exactly what this person is trying to say and but then i would spend my whole but now you're Job not doing, doing that, right? That's what and I would now, do. Now, because you've been doing that for so long, you're too far removed and you can't, you know, realistically, like, you know, talking years of doing that, uh, realistically, you can't be like, oh, well, this is what I would expect. You're like, things have changed because yeah. the game development industry changes so rapidly. Yeah, it's constantly changing. And, and not only that, your needs are changing as a company. Right. Because like yeah. you're you're at a, a particular stage of development or you have a particular project in development, like you're like you've gone from two projects to three and now you suddenly need roles that you didn't need before. Like those things are constantly changing. And actually, that reminds me, do you guys at your studio have a recruiter or does your HR department do like that side of things for you? Uh, we've tried recruiters. We haven't had much luck. Eugene's a tough place to recruit people to. That's, that's what we've found out. Um, it's like recruiting people to Volition, um, using that as kind of a touch point because it's our common, uh, touch point. <laughs> For those that um, don't understand that Volition is in the middle of nowhere. Right? Like nobody wants to go to Champaign, Illinois, soy. right? Like you've got corn and college kids. That's all that there is there. And it's flat. So like nobody then, wants to there's go nothing there. Else, like within like, <laughs> like when, when the towns around you are coming to your city and it's not Chicago. Right. Or, you know, a big city, it doesn't even have to be Chicago. It could be any like city of over 100,000 people. Yeah. Just things that kind of happen in cities like that. Like as far as like events, sports, cultural things and having the average there helps, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to recruit people. Uh, to these places like and that's another thing for you know the longevity it's like okay you gotta you gotta be in it for the long haul here otherwise it's not gonna be fun for anybody yeah all right so dustin russ asked a question i i'm gonna i'm gonna ask this and then i'm gonna give my perspective real quick so it says um what would be the best way to make your first connection to the industry and keep making connections thereafter Personally, my opinion is I think you need to do things like the Game Developers Conference or places where you like get to meet people that are like minded and, and kind of just like interact with people that are doing the thing that you want to do. I think that's kind of a good place to make your first connections. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that is a great place to make connections. Uh, don't be super fanboy or aggressive about things. You know, it, I get it. I love games too. Like, <laughs> and you love but, making them. That, and that's I love a different distinction, them and right? I love, I love, I love playing certain games more than other games. You know, uh, you want to be professional about it. And then once you establish that connection, don't don't push it. You know, like imagine how many other people might be pushing on that person. Yeah. And just kind of just kind of take a step back and be like, hey, I got these cool things. Uh, you know, here's my resume. It's hard to establish it. You know, you want to, it's, it's hard. Like either you're going to have that connection or you're not. Um, 
but don't don't be discouraged if you don't because like i said the the game industry has a huge spectrum of people and like it's it's kind of crazy when you walk around a studio floor and you're like as a producer you kind of got to know what you know people are into how they like to be interacted with you know some people don't like hugs and handshakes. Some people thrive on hugs and handshakes. Some people thrive on getting a gift. Some people Ugh. thrive on, you know, things like that. Like it's, it's just different. So you, as a producer, you got to kind of understand what makes people tick. Oh, uh, dude, you, so I've, I've brought this up before and I don't know if you know about this, but there's a book called the five love languages. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, I'm well aware of the okay. five love languages. So, I'm a camp counselor. All right. For sure. So yeah. I bring this up very, very, I try to bring this up as often as I can because it is, it is definitely a book that is meant for like, here's how you find your life partner and make sure you're compatible. Right. But you'll appreciate this. Um, I have found that. So what this book does is it, it, it talks about how people appreciate how, how you receive love. And, and it's not like, an emotional love. It's much more like how you feel appreciation, how you feel valued, how you, you know, those kind of things. And I read this book, it changed my perspective a lot. And whenever I find that I'm struggling to connect with someone in the workplace. And the reason I bring this up is because of Greg Donovan, when he and I were working together, I had a really hard time at first understanding like how to connect with him until I realized that his language is words of affirmation and so, like, the thing that I found that I could do is, like, tell him, hey, here's what you're doing well. Here's where, here's what I appreciate you're doing. And that started to build, like, a connection between us. And, and like, understand, and I, I say this because what you brought up is, like, understanding how people need, like, encouragement and, and affirmation and, like, how people communicate with each other is different. But if you can figure that out for someone and, and make the effort, you can, like, vastly improve your your like your your repertoire your 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 kind of communication with that person and and kind of get past any kind of roadblocks that might be there and that stuff like it goes a long way it's it's a huge like it, it was a, a life-changing thing for me and especially with him that's like kind of my like my my linchpin as far as like this this kind of way of thinking and how it was beneficial and 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 not not from like a oh I'm gonna learn how to interact with people much as we're like what do people need like well, like how do I change myself to interact better with the people that are around me that's that's yeah, kind of the perspective it, to think about it's tough because everybody had like everybody wants to be like oh everybody just needs like like a hug you know some people think that you know and it's like no 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 some people don't even like to be touched like yes. in any way like oh my god the dog i'm muting this for a second uh give me one oh, you're, minute you're fine <laughs> okay yeah just give me one minute i'll be right back i love that fill in time with like taking drinks or whatever you do no it's all good man hey that that's a really good question uh what wait i'm amazing why are you asking i'm still that? listening no you're good what why are you asking if Gabby's around? She's out there somewhere. <laughs> okay, I got to give one of my dogs medicine. So oh. you got like three minutes. It's probably not even that long. Oh, no, you're fine, man. Uh, let's see. Taurus says, I understand that I live in Ohio. I work at a company that works in economic development. 
We've been getting requests from studios that ask us uh, the talent scene in the States. It's actually something I'm researching. I know we have a game dev scene here, but nothing major. No idea what engines people know. Wait, so what part of Ohio, Tora, are you in? I'm curious about that. Tim says, I'd just give you my resume and stand there being creepy. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not going to help you, Tim. But, you know, maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe somebody would just like have a standoff with you. <laughs> Yo, Amazing's <laughs> right, though. She says, you have to be a super people watcher and a good listener as a producer. 100%. Those are, you've got to understand what people are doing and then know how to interact with them. That is, well, that's, that's a great life skill in general. But as a producer, as someone that's trying to facilitate production, it's a career requirement. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why I think, like having my education and camp background and that kind of stuff, lent me the better skills to be a reasonably good producer. Yeah, no, you are a good producer. I've worked with you. You are you're a good producer. I, would, I wouldn't have you on here if I didn't think you were a good producer. <laughs> Now I'm like blushing. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, she's, I'm sure, I don't know what she's doing, but she's around. So, the only thing in Ohio besides Cedar Point, I have not been to Cedar Point yet. For those of you that I know me at all. I have only heard amazing things about Cedar uh, Point. Have you I been am, to Six Flags Great America? Wait, that's the one in Gurney, right? Yeah. Many times. I've that's been the one there where many my parents times. met. They met there? That's my nice. dad was the police officer. My mom was security. She busted somebody and love at. Are you serious? Crime site. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Say say that one more time. <laughs> my mom was a security person at Six Flags Great America. Okay. My dad was a police officer in Gurney, and they just. They had some interaction at some point because she had, you know. So there was some kind of probably like theme park thing that she was addressing and he came in to help address it. That is the best. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> Growing up near a theme park is really cool if you get to see some pass. Oh, my God. I my parents trusted us enough that we could just go and do our, uh, okay, we're just going to go, you know, Ride rides, and then they gave us a pager. At the time, we had pagers. Do kids know what pagers are? Uh, Late 90s pagers, right? Early 2000s. <laughs> like, right. Uh, and they would just page us when they were like, yeah, uh, you know, when we page you, you know, find a, a phone, and then we'll let you know, like, we're going to pick you up soon or, you know, whatever oh. was happening. So Cedar Point has come up in, in the chat, and that is the, like, the theme park I've never been to that I've always wanted to, because they have like two or three of the top coasters in the world. And I'm a huge it's the theme Magnum, park right? Like that's the, that's the one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, there's that oh. one that everybody pisses their pants on. Like, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I want to piss, piss my pants. pants? Yes. You can just piss your pants at home, dude. No, you know I, that, right? I want a roller coaster to make me piss my pants. That's what I want. That's what I, that is my goal in life. That is it. That's the thing so. that has not happened yet. Yeah, I so I don't know. I, I don't know if you know this. Uh, so, A, love roller coasters, love the thrill rides. Like, and that's kind of why I'm not too big into like Disney type stuff because they're not like thrill rides, they're more like sequences yeah. of events. They're, um, they're which experiences. Is 
right? Yeah. Uh, did you know that I got to fly in a fighter jet at one point? I did not. When was this? Yeah. Uh, so this was 98. So I was still in high school. Uh, but my sister's boyfriend's oh my uh, dad had a fighter jet, and I got to to be a passenger in it. I'm the first person that he flew with to not puke. But when I came off, I was like, see how white all Green of this? Green-faced? Like, I, I was as white as, like, <laughs> I, uh, oh, dude, it, it was unlike anything else. Like, we were doing, like, barrel rolls and, like, things like that. Like, it was it was nuts. Like, he's like, you want to take the stick? And I'm like, couldn't even, couldn't even respond. It was just, you know. Oh, my God. But it was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I need to do that. There, there's a few, like, I, I want to be, I want to do a barrel roll in a jet. Like I want that to be a thing in my life, but I also kind of, even though I would never do it. Oh, I bet. I, I want to do, I don't want to do like a, a full, like 360 loop too. Like I want to shit my pants in an airplane. That's the, what's the going geez, You'd pass out. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the dream, right? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> But I also kind of want to skydive, though I know I would never do it. Like I, I've done I don't, that. Have you really? Yeah, dude. It's it, you know that you're not supposed to jump out of the thing that is flying, and your brain's like, "Why am I doing this? This is a terrible decision." And you're just like, "I'm doing it," and then you're out there. And oh my god! It, it takes you a second to like. I, I feel like the first time, like you're like, "Huh, huh, whoa, 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 oh." There's nothing here for a while. <laughs> and like your body just kind of like immediately kind of <laughs> hits, right? Like, like you're just like, whoa, like I'm not supposed to be doing this. And like, it's, it's just going through its natural motions. And then eventually it's like, oh, the impact of like, I'm not going to actually impact anything soon. Now I can actually take this in versus like, just like information overload. Oh my gosh. All right. So next question when are you going to come to orlando and hang with me and we'll go do some cool shit we got lots of theme uh, parks around i'm just saying you know one of my best friends uh other than you of course lives other than me <laughs> on the golf coast oh um, all right so after he comes and visits here because he's got two best friends that live out here my other best friend we both stood up in his wedding oh. that lives in Portland. So he has to come out here before I'll go out there. All right. All right. Well, listen, I've got, I just moved into the new house. I got a guest room waiting. So whenever you're ready to come here, we're going to make that happen. That offer works both ways. We have more than just a guest room. Uh, we also have the spare room. There's actually a bed back here in the basement. Nice. You can't really see it. Uh, Basements are the thing here tub. in Florida. Like, <laughs> we're getting a we're getting a sauna. Uh, our lighting is dope. You've seen my picture. I can't uh, wait. All right. And I mean, there are other things that are appealing about here that I don't want to necessarily mention on stream. It's I'm with you. I got you. I'm with you. <laughs> I so legit. It is in my top couple of places to visit. So probably in the next in the next six to nine months, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. I am absolutely more than happy to host you here. Uh, That'd be a blast. I know Dina would be more than happy to have you out here. I mean, we, we 
yeah, let's let's figure it out sometime for sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely going to happen. I'm looking forward to that for sure. All right, so wait, so someone just said, I hear you're having a banging party next month. You need to push that to August. Oh, no, so we're doing a, um, my stream, we're doing a, a community get-together on July 11th, and uh, people are getting pretty excited about that. I am super stoked. We're going to get together. We're going to do like a universal day. And so I am happy about that. That's going to be fun. I can't push it to August though. We got, we already got that date happening. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. You don't know what's going to happen by July 11th. <sighs> that is so true. It's crazy. I don't know what's going to happen next week right, right now. now. The United States is crazy. The world is crazy. Everything's crazy. <laughs> what is happening? Man, this chat's getting lit. <laughs> My first experience with Portland was like at 2 a.m. at a gas station by myself. What What was that? What does that mean? So, so for those that don't know, um, Oregon, you don't pump your own gas. Oh, it's one I of, It's one of that. the two states. So New Jersey, I think, is the other state, and Oregon. You, you don't pump your own gas, and it's... Ever? Like, ever. Like, ever. Like, well... They've changed it. Last year, they changed it. So if you're in like a rural area um, and the gas station's open, they may not make you pump your own gas. Uh, supposedly, it creates jobs. I don't mind pumping my own gas I most mean, of the time. It and I've waited a few in dozen, lines. Right? Like... I've, I've, I've literally <laughs> waited in lines and I'm like, is anybody going to come pump my gas? Like, I can do this. Like nobody, nobody like has to like. I I won't tell on you, <laughs> but you know I've been here for fifteen minutes at the pump, uh... not like in line, like at a pump, and you know they're like chatting to the other people and like yeah sure oh, that's nice and great on. and everything, but people out here also don't know how to pump their own gas. So uh, when COVID started happening, they they kind of eased up and they're like yeah so some gas stations are gonna allow you to pump your own gas. And then people are like well. <laughs> What if I get gas on my hands and I'm like, uh, did I gas on your hands? What are you doing? <laughs> like, are you like shoveling it in like by the handful? Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, good old fashioned how, gasoline fights, right? How do people not know how to pump gas? Like that, that's people that live in Oregon don't know how to man. pump gas. It's so, great. Like it's, it blows my mind. <laughs> So that reminds me, one of my first, the first experience I remember pumping gas, I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, something like that. And I, my mom's like, hey, you go pump the gas. I'm like, okay. So I go and I, you know how like they used to have, or some have, you like you pull on it and it's got like a second cord that pulls separately to like, you know, extension. No, the cord. you got, you got age on me. Oh, so you've not seen any like that. So it, you know, it has the actual tube, but then it also had like a second cord that was like a, sub, a suspension cord. So like when you let go, it would like pull it back in to where it needed to go. So I, I went in, I, I, I pulled it out, I put it in, I'm pumping the gas and I set the automatic thing and I'm like, okay, we're good. Not realizing in my young age that because of the distance I had pulled this thing, it, <laughs> pulled out so the gas thing comes out gas goes everywhere like everywhere and i'm and i'm like it happens so fast <laughs> that i'm just sitting there like 
covered in gasoline, just like staring. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what just <laughs> happened. And the guy comes running out of the little kiosk and hitting the, the stop thing. My mom comes running around the car and I'm just sitting there covered in gas. Like, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> like I thought I was doing it. I don't know. Okay. That's incredible. <laughs> so how did how, how did the how did it resolve? It I was I went home covered in gas. Like oh, that's that's kind of what happened. Like you guys are like, woo! This is a fun drive. It was well, a learning lesson. I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna extend this thing, I'm probably gonna want to hold on to it from now on. And now I'm just kind of like I, I sit there the whole time holding on to the gas pump. I'm like I don't even use that clip. I'm just like holding that pump <laughs> dude that's oh man yeah that's not something i ever <laughs> dealt with or experienced. like i don't I, i'm gonna have to like look that up after this <laughs> suggestive line says dude i was one of those kids that drove off with the pump still in it when i was 16 did it like I had a buddy who did that yeah 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 they break oh, off oh my god if i if i showed up at home and i looked out and i had a pump and line stuck to my car i would be incredibly embarrassed i would i would i would probably yeah, die i would die you should be i mean like you should be embarrassed like uh i almost <laughs> did it like i started to pull forward and i was like oh shit like, i've def definitely like done it like it it's a risk right so i guess that's that's one of the things that you could be you know good about for having you know professional gas pumpers yeah, that that was the time where I'm like, I wish somebody else did this shit for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like it's a weird thing because you're like, do I tip them? Do I not tip? Like most people don't tip oh. them. Like they're not they're not doing anything extra. Like I didn't ask you to pump. Like I can pump my own mm, gas. Like, I see. It's like mandatory like, that's, that's tipping, right? At that point, like that's yeah, but it's not like nobody tips. Like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So it's not an unspoken thing. It's like it's just their job. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon's weird like that. Oh. So <laughs> Clover says, I I figured you, that my first experience would be on a farm. And that is true. That's where it was. Uh, that's where mine was, hand pumping diesel into a tractor. My my first experience, we had four-wheelers growing up. I had one when I was like eight years old. So it was always like putting gas into it. But like my first experience with a pump mm -hmm. was was that. And that was scary. Like the, the unlimited supply. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not stopping. Like... <laughs> The gas can is empty, but no, it's not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a huge amount of work though. They they don't get paid server salary. They get paid regular pay, so they make okay money without tips. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I, I think that they're like minimum wage. So yeah, it's not like server stuff, which is bizarre to me, but whatever. That's a whole other conversation, not even worth Man, we not, have not not relevant for your. We channel. have completely digressed. I just, <laughs> I know, like game development. What are we like? We're talking about gas. You know what though? We're having fun though. That's the important part, right? <laughs> like, yeah, organic. Organ, organic. Uh, oh, good thing I'm not in charge of this uh, meeting. Otherwise, I would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We are way Let's off get on track. track. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so. Let's let's try and steer back on track a little bit. <laughs> Katie, I missed so much of this. That's true. You have. The good thing is there's going to be a VOD with all of this that everyone oh can go back goodness. and watch. Everyone can go watch it. All right. So any other questions to throw in chat right now for Kenny? He's here. 
associate producer at Pipeworks. That's right. And what, 15 years overall? Man, that's... About 15 years in the yeah. industry, yeah. Yeah, there's some grays in there. Trust me. <laughs> Mine's like mostly gray now. Ugh. I've got you by five years. I've got, I'm, I'm about to hit 20. Which, which when you're talking 15 to 20, that's like not a difference at all, right? Like, it depends on the industry that you're talking about. Oh, that, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, Jacob, if you've applied to Pipeworks, uh, DM me. I'll see what I can do uh, to kind of get your resume up. Um, He's a good dude. I, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm not really paying attention to chat, but sometimes I glance over and. No, you're good. There it is. <laughs> I'm trying to throw out the the stuff that's I know. Is applicable. You've been good. Um, so executive says, how do you have 15 years? You look like you're 25. <laughs> oh, I'm flattery will get you now. everywhere. I'm 38, <laughs> but thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, my, my partner is also a, uh, she owns a medical spa. Um, so you Wait, know, I get, what does that mean? She, what does medical spa mean? Uh, she gives me like nice lotions and cream. She could do more like they do like Botox and things like that. But like, that's oh, not my thing. Uh, all right. She definitely makes sure that I have healthy skin and things like that. She's also like a part owner of a dermatology clinic. So oh, damn. I, am, I am very lucky. That's awesome. And good genes. Just good, you know, genes. Nice. He's basically saying he's lucky. I'm, I, 100% I'm saying I'm lucky. <laughs> I will never deny that. I mean, yeah, there's so many reasons why I'm I, lucky. I'm with you. Generally, people don't believe I'm as old as I am, which is nice. It feels good. So I'm, I'm with you. I get it. And it's nice. Yeah, I also, I also just, just trimmed up the beard a little bit for you guys. It was getting a little, little I did that too. Wave, wave two. I like it. It's good. Thanks. So... You're wearing a Cubs hat. Absolutely. As always. So you guys should know, not only does this guy love the Cubs, he's a big Andre Dawson fan. Andre Dawson, the Hawk, the best. Like we, uh, He's but, a Florida guy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh. He, uh, he uh, owns a... <laughs> this is kind of... Uh, he has a, uh, uh, a funeral home. What? <laughs> that that's what he's done with his retirement. Well, he was a he was a like part of the Miami Marlins um oh. staff for a while and then his community where he's from there was uh one of their uh funeral homes was not um doing very well or like the re the guy was retiring and so Andre Dawson being a part of the community and things like that got involved and so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. I did Irish not know that. Cubs. Chicago Cubs. I, I don't know if you know. Irish is my boy, Ken. I know. I know. Okay. Who, I didn't I know. know if you knew that or not. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to say his name. Yeah. That's all good. He yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ken, you've probably seen me play softball a couple times. You may not know. You may not remember who I am. That's true. He definitely, like, <laughs> so that's another thing. People don't know the legend of Kenny's hair. <laughs> I need to find some pictures. What what, it's, what it's is your hair doing right, right now? now? I mean, it's just it's so, just under a hat, so it's been like kind of flattened out. But he has this big curly fro that happens, 
And so much so that whenever we would play softball, he would be recognizable. And if he played on a team that wasn't his, people were like, that fucking guy's not on that team. Like, <laughs> that was so much drama that game. I know exactly what game you're talking about. I know. Ex- yep. That's the one. It's, it's when we had our walk-off win yep. against the top team and they yep. were so pissed at me. They were. They were so pissed. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that story. That's, that's oh, one of my man. favorites. Like that, I miss playing softball. I I played a few times when I moved down here. I haven't played in like three years now, and I miss it. I need to play yeah. more. Are I you playing there at all? I, I tried. The leagues are so bad. That's I'll a real bummer. All I remember about that, well, not all I remember, but one of the things I remember about that game in particular was I warned you before we that game even started. I'm like. This team's already eyeballing me. They're gonna they're gonna call me out when I go up to bat. And you're like, no, 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 I'll just go up to bat. They're not gonna care. And then I went up to bat. Of course they smoked cared. one. And they were like, uh <laughs> no, he's not on this team. He's clearly <laughs> on the other team. And I, and I was like, what? Like, I'm just I'm I'm just trying to I'm make things fun. Like, I'm, just, I'm, just I'm fun. sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm out. I'm out. I'll leave. I'll leave. I, you guys can play shorthanded. Oh, that was so They were bad. not happy. No, they were not. But we ended up crushing them, which was awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were crushing them that first inning. That's true. It didn't, didn't help that I had a baseless clearing home run <laughs> inside wait, the park. Do you remember? Wait. What was it that happened? You had a two-base... Was it a two base steal? What what happened? I'm trying to remember what happened. You, now. You, okay, so so the game prior to it was going long because we were into extra innings, and we were not a good team playing against a mediocre team, but we didn't have very many wins. And I'm I wasn't a bad softball player at the time, you know. Uh, I could <laughs> hit opposite field, and I'm pretty fast and things like that. Um, we had a good so team. We uh, so. Uh, in the game before, which Jameson had already asked me to sub for his team, but I was playing on my team at this point, same league. But the league was like, okay, you know, like if you're going to play on other teams, you know, just put them at the bottom of the order. You know, we just want to keep playing. So I, I put it to right, and we ended up beating actually the top team in yep. the league at that point. Yep. Because uh, we had been going back and forth, which was totally not a thing that our team did at this point. We just got lucky. And they were actually being really good sports about it and everything. So it was cool. So. Ended up doing that, got a double to clear the bases, which ended up uh, winning our game. And then immediately after that game, I was subbing for Jameson's team, mm-hmm. which was the second place team in the league, playing against, I think, the second to last place team. So like yeah. the team that was like below us, my actual team. Confusing, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know that guy. And so they put me at the bottom of the order and they were just going to shove me in like right field. Well, and know? this happened a lot because we needed my, like, my hair people like, didn't show up, right? Like we needed my people hair to fill also spots. Like, out here. Yeah. Like, it, it was a I didn't massive have a hat on. Like it was like prime fro midsummer just out there. There's no way I'm hiding this. Like maybe I could put a hat on. And <laughs> you know, they they pitched to me and I do a similar thing, but because the team was a lot worse, I think I ended up clearing the bases and then they were like protest. He's not on their team. And, you know, Mackie being Mackie, you know, 
Oh, and I'm like, well, 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 let me get, let me get out there. Let me just be like, okay. So she got in people's just, faces. Just call me out. Just call me out. Call like end the inning. Like don't count any of those runs. I'll just walk away. And I, I ended up trying to talk to them, but like, man, they were they were not having it. They were, they didn't understand the spirit of the we the C League softball. Yeah. It's yeah, like that exactly. or, or forfeit, right? Like let's. And let's they weren't they weren't play. good to begin with, so I don't even know why they were like that upset. And now, <laughs> you know, I I can see the the previous team being like, "Whoa, is whose team is he on?" You know, then we're gonna do that. But yeah, it was it, it was it was interesting. That's probably more entertaining for me and Jameson than anybody else in this channel well, to relive that. So I just remembered another thing I was thinking about though at one point so you can't bunt in softball right like you're not allowed to actually bunt are you talking about my double your double the, the off spinning. a full swing bunt so, yeah. so Kenny oh. hit one and, and it like just sat and spun right near the, the, the line and it stayed in and he ran <laughs> and Kenny was super fast he is, was super fast he got all the way to second base on a bunt, essentially, because it like the ball just stopped like two feet away from the plate and never went out of bounds. I and looked it, down and it was spinning hard, like just <laughs> you know, and I'm like, just go. Yeah, it was right on the line, Irish. Right on the line. Like, I'm not oh, even kidding. So like, funny. It was like digging a hole. Like it was fucking sorry, real language. Uh, oh, you're drilling fine. down. And I'm just like, just go. Uh yeah, it was. It, yeah. Yo, oh Josh God. just posted a picture. He had a fro. Are you kidding me? All right. Are I got, you I'll, kidding I'll look me? At that. I. That's um. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, nice. That is. <laughs> that that's kind of how my fro goes. I feel oh, like your, you got yours, a little bit yours more. Yours definitely got bigger. Like yours was. It was bigger, but like the, and, the thickness. I feel yeah. like you got a little bit more density. Like. His is definitely Mine. dense. Man. How old, first of all, how old is that picture? You look like a baby. <laughs> it's from 85. It says on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not from 85. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I digress. Man, that was so much fun. Man, I have not. I miss, I miss softball and baseball so much. I have not done Our, either one. Our softball seasons in Champaign were amazing. Like one of the best times some, of my we life. We had so much fun. Like so for sure. And I, I cannot believe we never won a championship with that team. I won a championship after I left that team. You know that? <laughs> no. What? Who? What? So, so Did I you? left that team and I went to play for Virgil's team. And you, you want a Virgil team? That's like that that's year. Like, they had that's not like won you going one. to they, the Cardinals. No, they had not won. And I joined their team and I said, because that was when Lisa and I broke up. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to play on Lisa's team. I want to play for Virgil. And I told him when I joined, I was like, we're going to win. And we did. We won a championship that year. I'm just saying. Man. I'm just man. saying. Uh, Irish. Yeah, absolutely. Because Jameson's a pitcher who's a good pitcher. I'm a good left center fielder who I think he trusted to be out in left center mm -hmm. covering more than left center. Um, we both have great bats. He'll hit him out of the park. I'll keep him in the park. You know, like I'll, I'll get movement going. It was, yeah, man. Having you lead off and me hitting third or fifth was like, that was my favorite stuff. Right. Like it, it was nice to like take the pressure off both of us. Cause I didn't feel like I had to go beyond first, but also 
I always wanted to go beyond first, and then it didn't have a fourth <laughs> out or anything. Like it opened it up. Like we also, I mean, we just had a good all around team. Like it was fun. It was everybody a lot of fun. on the team was was solid. You know, yeah. I didn't worry about anybody on that team. I've since I've been out here, I've played on a couple teams because I've been a free agent, so it's hard to get onto a good team. And <sighs> that's crazy. Like I played with a team down here a couple of times when I first moved here. Then it just like. I don't know. I just didn't have time for it, which sucks, but. And it's just not the same. Like, I don't no, know. It's not the same. Softball was a big deal in Champaign, right? Like, it was like all we had to do. Like, that, it was softball in the summer and then indoor volleyball in the winter. Like, that's what we had to do there. Yeah. Played a little bit of outdoor volleyball, but it wasn't the same as the indoor. The indoor volleyball yeah. was also a ton of fun. That The communities in both were so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's that. a it's a strike, Irish. I think. Say it again. Is it a strike it, uh, if you bunt? If you bunt, it probably depends on the league that you're in. But I think at the very least, like it's a strike. It might be considered like a foul ball. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, foul ball probably makes a lot of sense. Um, also, you'd be ridiculed to no end. So oh my god! Don't do that. No, no. <laughs> All right, guys, any other questions that we want to throw into the chat before we start to wrap up? Because we have, I think we've, we have completely digressed. That is for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a terrible producer right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Luckily, it's not your job to produce right now, right? Right. I, I mean, I've been drinking. I don't drink on the job. So. <laughs> oh, suggestive line has the one. He says, actually... We got, we got. The suspense is killing me. Oh, no, he's got a softball question. Yeah, <laughs> let's do thing. it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's only illegal to bunt in softball if it's not uh, a fastball. Right. If it's not a fastball. Uh, message me. I just sent, uh, it's Killer Boognish. Um, Boognish. What does that does mean? I want to know if anybody in the chat knows where the boognish comes from. I do not. Got, uh, I know you don't. No. Suggestive line, nope. Don't look it up. Don't look it up and cheat. I just looked it up because I had no idea. I already admitted that. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. All right, uh, so it's a band, uh, Ween, not that I'm promoting the band. It's one of my favorite bands. They're super diverse. Um, yeah, it's probably, like, if people were to be like, what is your band? Ween would be Good it. man. <laughs> Katie. So. <laughs> Katie's wait. All I heard was boob man. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so it's a band, Ween, W-E-E-N. Huh. Well, see, now i got to look this up. Uh, I will have to curate some music for you, Jameson, right. before right. you get too far into it, because they're, they're a band that has no genre. Okay. Uh, they, play, they, they have, like, they were the band that influenced uh, the creation of SpongeBob SquarePants. What? Yeah. Uh, That's a... Ocean Man the song, the album, The Mollusk, which is awesome. And then um, they also have like a 
country album and they do a whole variety of different music because they don't take themselves too seriously it's kind of amazing that's pretty cool i mean they're they're hit and miss like you're gonna you're gonna find some songs in the end when you see them live they irish don't i agree ew country this is (laughs) you gotta you gotta open your mind up a little bit it's okay i get it uh this is a band that when you see them they are a rock band uh it's awesome i'm not i 100 percent understand where you're coming from irish 100 percent. you see what executive says anyone that has a song titled bananas and blow is good in my book (laughs) that is a that is a great it's kind of a poppy song uh (laughs) things like that Uh, jesus yeah irish you, you might like some of these songs i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie but let Jameson kind of curate that a little bit for you. Yeah, you got to send me that um, list. I, I don't, don't want to get you in trouble. I was actually supposed to go to like four of their concerts this summer and nothing. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, three in Vegas right when it happened and then uh, one in Bend. Oh, oh right in Bend. Oh, yeah. Man. Bring it back. Full circle. So, circle back. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, what happened here? Oh, hold on. There we go. My bad. Oh geez, amateur streamer. Is that what I'm doing? Is that, am I, am I no, I clicked off. <laughs> I forgot that I have to like stay on our chat in order for this image to show up right. Good times. All right. Any other questions for me? I'm happy to. I, I got nothing else to going on tonight. Wednesday, I work from home. I exist here. Is it Wednesday? Man. Is it? It is Wednesday, right? No, seriously, man. I really appreciate you coming on and super appreciate you uh, throwing out the Anytime. offer to let people message you. That That's super dope. I really appreciate yeah. that. Dude, I, I get it. I mean, it's it's a tough, uh, tough industry to kind of get your foot in. Um, I, I'll do what I can obviously no guarantees i can't i'm not hiring people on the spot or anything just because they sure. know james i wish i could but that's not realistic but i can definitely give you a little boost on your resumes and that's at least my works not anywhere else yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, hey well and even you, just like yeah i mean and Here even if know. people just want to be like hey is this you know is this worth yeah, submitting you know like that kind of stuff i mean that's that's really good good information for people. And we really appreciate that. Uh, how has the work from home been for you guys? It's been fine. Uh, game development from home is, especially because we were contract in the first place, not wildly different from what we normally do. So w- when you say though, like, but you as a team need to interact together, right? Like even though your yeah. work was contract, you as a unit were, were together, sure. right? I mean, it's just, it's just about, you know, keeping a Slack channel wide open. Um, we do. We use Sococo. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I don't know it's, what that is. Sococo. I, I I have mixed feelings on it. It's it's kind of like everybody has headsets on if they want to be in like a virtual uh, office uh, kind of layout. Like you can pop into different oh. people's rooms, and talk to them, and interesting. Okay, it's. It depends on how much you buy into it and things like that. So it's 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 roomy. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know what Rumi is. Rumi is a VR conferencing software that I worked on a few years ago. So it's a, it was literally just about like making VR, allowing people to feel like they're in the same room together, even though they're not physically. It, it was super uh, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's we're like, kind, we're that like kind of thing it sounds like together like you have different rooms so you're not like all stuck in the same room so you can't like hear everybody but you can like pop into like the production room and like chances are myself or somebody else is uh in there listening you know you'll you'll see little icons and things like that uh it's interesting it's not terrible but at the same time i'm like mm, i also i Piper's is an open floor plan, so I'm not completely unused to it. Mm. But how, how does that work for you guys? The open floor plan. It does and it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's been my experience as well. You know, uh, some people it, I think, works really well for. Some others it doesn't. Um, so it's, a, it's an individual preference more than it is like a structural one, right? No, it's a, it, like Pipeworks is an open floor plan. Right, right, right. Uh, I, sorry, what I mean is like people adapt to it at different levels, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier, as a producer, you kind of got to know what people respond to and how they tick and things right, like that. Right, right. So we try to acknowledge like, okay, this group of people is going to need to be like, a little bit more over off over here and that group's going to be over there. But then we have also cross project stuff, which is, you know, good and bad. Uh, Cause pollination. Do you guys have movable desks or how do you kind of handle the, like people needing to be, be near each other at particular times? Painful. You got to move everything Ugh. on your own. You get a cart, you move it on your own and then you let it know. That's the worst. Yep. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. Um Yeah, there there's a lot of reasons why uh it can work and not work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think a lot of it also depends on kind of like the group of people that you have, right? Because, you know, if you've got people that that want that environment and that 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 excel in it, that's going to make it easier, but I feel like it's not a large amount, a large percentage of your staff that's probably really going to be into it. So it's probably a bit of a struggle for the most part. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you come into uh, Piper's the first time, you get a real big taste of it right away because that we're not hiding it. You know, it's, it is what our floor plan is. And so you're either into it or not. Yeah. Oh. Puppy outro. Yeah, you get a puppy outro. Oh, <laughs> what's up? Man, I love dogs. I love dogs more than people. Yeah, they're easy to love. Yeah. All right, man. I feel like we should probably wrap up here. I think we've we've hit all the good stuff. And um, right. I super, super appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, anytime, man. This has been super helpful. I and super appreciate you offering to allow you know people to to message you here on Twitch, which is great, uh, and get some yeah. information. And also, guys, feel free to. Uh, oh, I just knocked over my my phone. Oh. Fun, um, but yeah. Also, like if if you have questions, like feel free to reach out oh, to him. He's no. he's given that. But if you also want to ask me about anything we've talked about tonight, or if you have any questions about stuff, feel free to do that also. Um, but yeah, man. I appreciate and I'm here out. chatting 
from time to time. Definitely, you know. Yeah, and also in the Discord. Are you in our Discord yet? Uh, I'm not sure if you are or not, but I'm going to. I might not be. I don't know. But there's, there's a link to that Discord. You should be. We hang out and we talk about fun stuff. That's another Discord to mute, man. Dude, I am with you on that. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, there's so many. I have so many muted Discords. <laughs> I'm not like, trying to be you know, a jerk or anything. It's just. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. But guys, seriously, let's get some uh, let's get some some claps in the chat. Let's uh, show some appreciation for Kenny coming on tonight, and uh, some hype in the chat. We got a hype. We got. Do I have a hype thing? Oh, look uh, at that! We got I some hype. Look at that. Privilege to come in here, and you know, be a part of your stream, man. I I really appreciate you, you know, reaching out and asking me to be a part of it. It it does mean a lot. It's not you know me blowing smoke or anything like that like it's awesome you know the game dev community is small and you know i'm a big fan of yours you know we're we're buddies and things like that but absolutely the work that you do is awesome uh i appreciate that man and and i appreciate you you doing it because like this is this is great information for for everybody here and you opening up your your dms for people is is super appreciative and i know that people are going to really enjoy that so i, I thank you my man and we definitely yeah. got to work yeah. out. I'm going to come visit you in the next 12 months. We're going to make that happen. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Anytime, man. You're always welcome here. There's, Appreciate it, man. more than enough room. Awesome. All right, dogs man. Dogs may to snuggle with you, but you know. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, dog love is the best love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good rest of your night, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, man? Yeah, you too. Right, good man. stream. Take it easy, Irish. Later, buddy. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, you can join us live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv forward slash Jamison Doral. Every Tuesday, I'll have a new podcast episode ready for you. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media using the links in the show notes and join the Dev Team Discord to be a part of the conversation anytime. We'll see you soon.